Hello, WZIP. Welcome back to another episode of Entertainment Rebooted, specifically Hara and I's breakdown and commentary of the 2022 Disney Plus series Willow. I'm Natalie, and we are here to break down episode three, The Battle of the Slaughtered Lamb. Again, I am here with Hara. We are going to get into this and have a bunch of fun. And we'll have our radio non-spoiler section. And if you want to hear the full breakdown, feel free to tune into your favorite podcast platform and listen to our podcast at Entertainment Rebooted. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hara, what do you want to talk about first? Uh, the first thing I had written down was how much I appreciated the lighting in this episode. There were a lot of dark scenes. And, you know, when it comes to film and TV, dark scenes tend to be a little... <sighs> Dark. That's all I have to say, you know? It, you just can't see anything a lot of times, and the lighting is just a little too off. And it's especially in action scenes that you miss those, like, movements, the fluid body movements, all the hits and attacks and the sneaking up from behind. You tend to miss all these things. But what I really appreciated in episode three of Willow was that you can see it all. Every mo every movement, every moment, you were able to see all of it, despite how rainy it was and how dark mm -hmm. the scene was. It did get pretty dark toward the end, um, but overall it was, if you're thinking it's going to be like episode three of the last season of Game of Thrones, it is not going to be that dark. You are <laughs> actually going to be able to see things um, with the light on. I didn't have to turn my lights on, and that, that means it passes the test for me. Absolutely. Same for me. Um, as I was saying, like, it was just, even though it did get pretty dark, I feel like that added to the texture of the story itself, but we were still able to see what we needed to see. Meanwhile, in other shows and, t like, movies, I feel like a lot of times we miss out on that, and it's just a touch too dark, and there's some details that would have been nice to see a little more prominently, and so I really like that about this episode. Another thing I wanted to mention with in regards to this episode was the music. Not just the ending credit music, but the music they played throughout the episode, top tier. It had me emotional. I was hooked into it. I was really feeling it. There wasn't any lyrics, I don't from what I remember I don't think in the so, no. in any of the music that was playing throughout the episode. Until but we the got instrumental Metallica at the end. Oh, Interesting Metallica at the end, the rock music. I loved it. It was such a good fit for this episode. It's quirky Willow fashion. Absolutely. Yeah, the music throughout the episode was just very like fitting and very heartwarming in a sense as well. Anything specific you wanted to talk about in regards to episode three? Well, I'm going to have to mention our favorite character once again. Not in too much detail, you know, because we want to save that later but kit has learned has not learned manners getting ahead of myself of what i wish happened no <laughs> she has not learned her manners yet um but jade is actually jade actually had a pretty good episode well you know for our standards not for her standards it was a little rough for her um but she had a strong moment a character moment of conflict towards the end which you know that's always like that's always good to see i mean you you kind of have to put your characters through some things to um see what their what their true metal is right you gotta Absolutely. put them through fire and watch them and watch them react to it so i really pretty... appreciated seeing that as well i think a lot of the characters are 
have these depths and we're getting more depth into like these specific characters rather than focusing on one main one or two main characters we are actually getting to get to know every single one of these characters on a deeper level and i have to bring up graden here because graden now if you've listened to our first two episodes we've mentioned graden in the first episode we didn't know his name in the first one though yeah first episode he was just you know disposable prince the dim-witted prince (laughs) mr prince the Something second like one, we finally, finally got to know his name. <laughs> I looked and it up. We, she we, used subtitles. Yeah, she used subtitles. I looked it up. Yep, <laughs> definitely. I had to write it down so I wouldn't forget it by the time I came to record the podcast. And now in the third episode, we got to see even more of him and how, what he can bring to this group. And I feel like he's great. I he think is. he's, he's the top great. three in my favorite characters at the moment because he's super smart from what we can see and like he's smart he's nice he knows all these languages like he's just super nice and super smart one thing that got to me in this episode was he was answering the questions that kit had i believe or jade one of the other characters had some questions and he was just answering them and he was like being nice about it Mm -hmm. and being like very concise and smart and then Willow I know is what like, you're talking about. I, I don't get that either. It doesn't... We, I don't know if I, I should... I have that written down. We I will don't talk know if about I should it say later. it now. We will but, talk about it later. You know, <sighs> leave a little cl- cliffhanger. Make people actually listen to us on, yes, on the podcast. Listen to our platform. podcast. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And that aggravated me too. So we will, we will definitely get there. Um, lighter note, Borman best, continues to be amazing. The best. <laughs> He is perfect in every way possible. Amazing, yeah. I mean, honestly, we can just say it now. Borman is one of the best, if not the best, characters in the show. And, you know, Hara doesn't even need to see the rest of them. We can just call it at that, and I feel like that'd be a pretty safe thing because he is just amazing. Absolutely. I'm still – I've only watched up to episode three. Meanwhile, Natalie over here has finished the entire show. I'm trying to get her to – I'm trying to get her to, you know – binge it but you have this annoying thing called schoolwork that keeps getting in the way it's it's a mind boggle because i just want to sit down and watch these episodes because you keep pressuring me into it <laughs> yeah, and you I, keep talking I sent about her a text it. immediately when i finished it i was like you have to watch this and now i'm anticipating what's gonna happen and i'm worried and also excited so i need to finish it mm-hmm. and obviously we're gonna record a review for every single episode even if we binge it and finish mm-hmm. it tomorrow, there will be an episode a week where we review, um, yeah, where we re- review reviewing, each breakdown, episode. commenting, you know, given our given our two cents into the Willowverse. Um, we're gonna wrap up our thoughts for the first one right now, though. Before we do, just going to reiterate that this is a modern influenced, modern style fantasy. Has a lot of slangs. Descriptions of amazing power. Yes, that was an actual description used in actual dialogue. And Borman commented that Kit's generation has like zero ex- attention span. Again, like direct zero. Quote, like zero attention span. Again, doesn't bother me, but it's definitely something to take note of for the fantasy genre. Um, so I'm going to continue noting it just in case you missed our earlier um, breakdowns and didn't know that. Yes, that is that is still very much the case. Don't expect expect Shakespeare. Or Tolkien here, which is fine. It's its own thing, but it is something, again, to note. Uh, visual effects, I like the magic effects, though we haven't seen much of it previously. So hopefully hopefully we'll see more of it as the season goes on. 
I know we will, but you know, Ara doesn't, so. <laughs> yeah, don't spoil, please. <laughs> for me and for our listeners. Yeah. No, I, I won't. I won't. It's, it's magic. It's a magic show, so there's going to be magic in it. It's not a spoiler. And it is to the show's credit that it still feels shorter than it actually is. Um, I will say there was a sort of a side quest that I thought was a little bit misplaced, not necessarily irrelevant, but due to the urgency of the situation, I'm like, really, we're doing this right now? Right. I completely agree with you. I know exactly what you're talking yep. about. And that will be included in the spoiler section as well. Yeah. If you haven't listened to our first two episodes, please make sure to check them out. They'll they'll be on all major platforms that have um, have podcasts on them. You know, Spotify, Apple Music, mm-hmm. or pod, Apple Podcasts. I'm not sure what it's called. I'm a Samsung <laughs> user. Sorry. But um, it yeah, is Apple make sure Podcasts, to check them out. Yeah, make sure to check them out. They will be there. This episode will also be uploaded next week at the time of recording. <laughs> and they will be there archived forever. You can always go back and listen to them. Listen to our beautiful voices. Yes. I know. We are, we're doing such a service here. Absolutely. Yep. Make sure to check out Entertainment Rebooted. All right. So if you are still listening, that means you are on the podcast and you want to hear what we have to say. Awesome. Let's get into it. All right. So summary of episode three it starts with storytelling, courtesy of Kit and Borman. Borman. So, <laughs> let's Borman, go. Yeah. Borman <laughs> is telling us a story. But it doesn't last very long because Kit, despite ending the previous episode demanding that Borman tell her the story, claims it is now boring because it's not progressing fast Calls enough him for her. Bore man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. So funny. Such, such a smart joke there, Kit. We we applaud your wit and intelligence. Ten out of ten for that one, Kit. Seriously, Kit. Clearly, now be quiet so you can finish the story. Yeah, <laughs> clearly manners are still lost on you, which, you know, we were we were expecting, unfortunately. Um, they quickly, but not quickly enough, determine that Alora is missing because, if you remember, she kind of got kidnapped in the last episode. Um, someone probably should have been guarding her at all Absolutely. times, the fact given that, that she's, like, the savior of the world. But, you know, they weren't. Yeah, the fact <laughs> that they didn't even, like first noticed that she was taken and second Graydon I know we were just hyping him (laughs) up but he was with her last he knew exactly where she was she needs her last time I'm just gonna (laughs) he didn't even lead them he he didn't even lead to lead them to where she was last seen they all split up to go look for her found it Kit found it and then she didn't mention anything about seeing that which she's she's jealous Absolutely. She, she like realized it. she realized who Alora really like, oh, is. Oh no, she is actually Muffin Girl is actually Alora. That is unfortunate for me. But what I really liked was the fact that in the last episode, we only saw this like budding plant after Alora mm-hmm. was taken, you know. They just kind of highlighted it's it. It's a but then whole bush now. It is an entire bush <laughs> and it's amazing. I was like, like 2 minutes. She kind of what I got from the second episode was that, like, she just barely touched into yeah. her magical powers and was able to sprout this tiny plant. But no, mm-hmm. she unlocked the beast inside yeah. of herself. For the people who have watched Rings of Power, it's kind of like that scene in, I forget which episode it was, but the stranger guy is trying to fix a tree and he uses magic 
and it doesn't look like it worked at first, but then they wake up the next morning and the whole grove is like completely like flourishing, apple trees everywhere. It's beautiful. So, and, you know, it just it just took a little bit of time. You know, maybe if if she wasn't immediately kidnapped, she would have felt better about herself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And what was funny to me, I mean, I guess it can be expected in this show, but how quickly they caught up yeah. to her was Yep. It was kind of funny because the crew stumbles across the evil zombie men kidnapping Alora and well, pretty immediately. Yeah, like very immediately. They said, "Oh no, Alora's gone." Like they, they walked. It for took a while for them to seconds. realize that they were gone, and then like right after they realized that she was gone, she was, they were like, "Ah, there she is," right? Caught and then to immediately. immediately. But you know, they they fight a little bit. Willow kind of sort of tries to use his magic, but I guess somehow the the bad guys had like a reverse Uno card or something because they managed to escape using Willow's magic. That wasn't very clear. But it didn't really work, and they peace off with the queen of the world anyway. So now the rest of the people have to go find Alora because she has been officially kidnapped at this point, and they have to go chase down the zombies to free her. But Alora does eventually manage to escape. She books it away from the zombies on her own and into the woods where she stumbles across two woods ladies. They were fantastic <laughs> hubert and what was the other Anne. one's name Anne. yeah hubert and Anne. they ironically just like wanted to wax on about situational awareness while not comprehending alora's very clear pleas that hey we're in danger there are wicked men chasing me they're gonna catch me and then we're gonna be in danger so we need to leave and they're like calm down it's fine. Just sit down Hoover, and tell me about yourself. Bless her soul. <laughs> she was like, nothing can touch us. I got my nice little axe. And you know what? Like, power to you, but... They're zombies. <laughs> how, how far did that take you, really? Not but very I really far. appreciated how when they finally saw the mark on Alora's arm, mm-hmm. they immediately, like, were on oh, it. Yeah. They were like... My liege, let me follow you to the ends of the world. Once, I love once you. Once Laura outed herself as the savior of the world, it was very much like that. The two women just, you know, swear to serve her, you know, in her celestial light, essentially. And, you know, it seems like it's going to go pretty good because, you know, they're all like, we want to f- fight with you when you rally the forces of good to you. We're going to be there. And then, you know, immediately because we were spending all this time talking and swearing fealty and whatnot, the zombies managed to catch up with them. They wasted all their time chit-chatting, and the zombies are now going to have to kill Alora's new friends and kidnap Alora again, because, you know, why not? Rest in peace, Hubert and Rest in Anne. peace. Rest in peace. You guys were great for the five minutes you were there. <laughs> Literally. Um, but because Kit is not seemingly interested in Alora at all, and I mean, Borman kind of sort of is, but, I mean, he's got his own thing going on. Let's be real here. He's he's not yep. just putting all his eggs in the savior of the world basket. He's He's got his own plan. He's thinking about himself here, yeah. and that is a smart thing to he's do. He's a smart man, yep. So Kit and Borman split apart from the group mid-rescue mission to hunt for the magical cuirass that Borman was telling her about in the beginning of the episode. It was boring to her then, but... You know, I guess Kit really just doesn't want to go after Alora, and she thinks maybe it'll 
Maybe, in her, to her credit, she thinks maybe it'll lead to some answers about where the amazing Mad Mardigan went, which I'd want to know that, too. That is that is fair. That is the most reasonable she's been so far. <laughs> Another yeah. thing I want to bring up, um, which happened a little bit earlier in the episode, was the little fight Jade and Kit had, where Jade finally tells Kit that, oh, we are you gonna know... Get into that we are definitely yeah for sure definitely getting into that and which led to the split up of the teams and all of that which i will never in my life ever understand why groups decide to split up they literally said in the episode right they're just like no we can't split up that's gonna be like bad i forget exactly what they, they said, always but they, say they that. flat out said no we're not splitting up it's bad and then they're like well, you know, Borman's like, hey, I'm going to, you know, take this uh, pitiless pass or something. And like, there's a nice little in there, and you know, it's nice and cozy, <laughs> and it's going to be great. And then Kit's like, yeah, I'll go with him, because, you know, she knows she knows what, what he's doing. She's She may be a bit immature and get on our nerves, but she wasn't born yesterday, so she... She gets it. She She gets it, yeah. And then the rest of the group is like, yeah, well, this wagon that's very impractical that we insist on carrying around with us, it's not going to fit on that path, so we're going to go somewhere else. Yep, and what happens to them? The carriage breaks. Yep. And they're... The very this happens even before... Breaks. This happens even before they split up, and it's like... Mm-hmm. You and guys once can't again... can't keep relying on this. Once again, we m- must point out that we are on a bit of a time crunch. We are not just frolicking across the wilderness. No. We are chasing after zombies who are kidnapping the savior of the world and trying to banish her soul to oblivion. Again, because that is the only play that the bad guys in the Willowverse have. They just want to banish your soul to oblivion. That's all they got. They're going to stick with that. And the responsible party, you know, who's not going off on this, you know, very well-timed side quest, they actually care about saving the world. They do eventually catch up to the evil zombies after they, you know, fix the cart, I guess, because, I mean, I guess maybe (laughs) not so responsible. (laughs) But amidst the scuffle, Willow's Nelwyn friend, uh, I think his name is Silas. Yeah. He dies, unfortunately. Um, I did like him, too. He was so (laughs) sweet. He was literally Willow's best friend. Yeah. And uh, his last words, they really got to me. Yeah, it's like. What is that? His, like, daughter or something? I think it was his... He wanted his Willow... Wife, yeah, I think he wanted Willow it was, to it take It was a family a, member. Um, it was a family member. Like, give his wife or his family member yeah, mm-hmm. a note saying that he died happily. He was, you know, doing what he was meant to be doing, protecting his best friend, helping his best friend, you know. <laughs> I love a good best yeah. friend. Yeah, he was he was gone too soon. Willow obviously does not care for this at all. So he breaks out the big boy magic and he wins the fight like single handedly immediately after that. Yep. Silas gets hurt and that was the last straw for yep. Willow. No, he, he was like went. Yep. He was right up in it. He immediately cuz beforehand we're giving we're given little hints where Willow's talking about how he doesn't want to exert himself and talk about or he doesn't want to use his um, magic too much because he wants to save it for the really big fight mm-hmm. at the end. Which doesn't really make sense how that's phrased. Because, like, I mean, maybe it's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm older than I used to be. I don't have the energy for it. But then he's like, I've got to save my magic as if it's going to, like, the magic is going to run out. And, like, is your magic finite then? 
no? Right. Like, do you only have so much of it? Or, you know, is it just, I can't do this all the time because I don't have the energy to, which in that case, I would think you would just be able to rest up and get more energy and be able to do some more stuff again. But that was not what he made it sound like. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that progresses through the series. Um, unfortunately, we mentioned our vastly underappreciated friend, Graydon, earlier. He has not gotten out of this scratch-free either. Um, he's not dead, but he's been stabbed with the Morgul blade kind of thing. And he is about to turn he has full been zombie. Poisoned. Yes. And it is very upsetting. I my reaction to that part, I literally wrote down, not migrated. <laughs> that was my hashtag not migrated. <laughs> not migrated. Like, do not do this to him. Yeah. We're just getting to all the good bits with him. I mean, we mm. saw him earlier, like translate the crone he's being useful and, and helpful and nice and supportive which are like what how many things did i just list there like four or five things that kit isn't yeah <laughs> and honestly none of the other characters really have been either mm -hmm. because he's everyone has their own agenda but i feel like Graydon is really there for everybody he is he is there to actually be helpful and kind. Meanwhile, Willow is there for Elora. Elora is there for Eric. Kit is there for herself Kit is, and also Kit a little bit for Eric too because again, she does love her brother, but I mean, it's kind of coming second in a lot of instances to her ego, which again, we will get into her ego <laughs> later. Yeah, and then we have Jade who's there for um, she's for she's there for Kit, but also for the Queen herself. You know, she's trying to do mm -hmm. what's right she's for the Queen, knight, for the kind country. of sort of. <laughs> and then we have Borman, who's definitely there for himself. Yeah, absolutely selfish man. Love Perfect. the dude, but you know that is. I mean, that's, that is that's the, the facts, and there's that's nothing the wrong with it. Be selfish. You do you, <laughs> Borman. I support you always. I mean, if I had to but hang around in. Kit that much, you know. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but Graydon, he doesn't have any special ties to anybody in this group or any... Well, I mean, he is technically Kit's betrothed, but, but you he, know, that... I mean, like, on a more a emotional <laughs> sense, I feel like. And he's, of course, he's, he's not there. He kind of bullied into going, wasn't he? His dad was just like, hey, you can't let your princess go out without you. And he's doing the best he can while he's there you know mm -hmm. rather than brooding be like i don't want to be here why am i here oh, he's Alora's actually trying so to be helpful and i'm not yeah he's actually trying to be helpful and he's caring and nice to everybody especially Alora, who nobody else is being really nice to yeah he's perfect mm -hmm. i still like borman more but you know. yeah <laughs> i mean that's personal just, preference that's but. just you know personality wise like he's got yeah. the personality that's, that's all it is the Mad Mardigan flair. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's about where the the episode ends, except they they find another place on the map, which I actually did know where this place was. It was on the map for the first one. So therefore, I know exactly where they are right now. It is Babmorda's evil castle. And that is the closest we shelter that they can full find. full circle once again. Yep, that is the closest place to them. And you know, it's, it's stormy, it's rainy, Graydon's half poisoned, so they're going to be going to the evil Nokmar castle. Which seems like 
the crone is right above it. Yeah, it's kind of, sort of. So, yeah. there's like good a luck whole, to them. There's like a whole swirling vortex thing that's like right over the castle, and they're like, "Well, we don't got any better options. We have to go there." And it seemed like from what Willow was saying that they were meant to be led there. They were trying to lead them there for a reason, and well, now they're going the, there. The zombies, so yeah. Let's. Let's That's exactly what hope they were for doing. the best. Good luck to my group of silly little friends, I friends. guess. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure what else to call them because they're all very different in their own ways. But I like them. You mm-hmm. know what? Even Kit is coming around. I'm, I'm liking kind Kit of, sort a little, of. sort of. Uh, not really. She definitely needs some improvement but i feel like we get a tiny bit of that in the third episode be- I, I mean i didn't notice it but i'll take your word for it <laughs> i think i think the um i'm not sure what the word is always words always leave my brain when i need them most <laughs> but when jade tells her that the only reason kit was winning in their um sparring matches was because jade let her i think that was the um spark that lit the fire inside of kit and began this sort of change in her because she realized that oh i might not be as good as i was led to believe i have been and we like she steps away from ego check yeah she steps away from jade and we see that when she decides Mm -hmm. to go with borman instead of following along with jade and being with jade and she's trying to, like, prove herself at this point. Like, I can actually handle myself. You might have let me win, but I'm still strong. And I think that's going to lead to her growing even more in the future. At least, I really hope so. I mean, yeah, she is definitely going to grow in the future. I'm not going to get into it more than that. My view on that situation, though, and I will read directly from my notes here. Okay. Kit is too exhausting. (laughs) Jade should dump her and move on and pursue her dreams like Kit doesn't want her to. Whines and complains that Jade let her win in sparring, even though she's the princess and Jade probably didn't want to risk hurting the princess, you know, even before there were feelings there, and went easier on her. Queenie said, train with the princess, so she did. And then for some reason, she began to like you. So what? Why is this a big deal? (laughs) honestly i completely agree with most of what you were saying like that's all the facts that is very factual i mean it's i just think that this is what is sparking that change within kit because she didn't know this before she really had that big ego it definitely is a moment it's a moment and i think kit really needed that ego check yes because without it there's no helping any Mm -hmm. of us i mean seriously if you have the queen coming to you you are not a princess you are not of high birth i think she's basically an orphan right jade it seems like it yeah so jade is an orphan being raised by one of the guard guys who you know we'll get to him later he's uh. one of the zombies we'll get to him when we talk about jade more but it's like so she she has basically nothing and has to work her way up and earn everything that she gets and, you know, the queen then comes up to her and is like, hey, my princess wants to train. Train with her, please. It's like, well, she's not going to say no, right? So she then starts playing. She's training with the princess, training with Kit. And, you know, this is the princess. 
So even before there's even a friendship there, even a hint of a friendship, it's like, are you really going to go all out and beat up the princess? Absolutely not. Exactly. There's always going to be some element of caution on Jade's part that is not going to be there on Kit's. It was just a very necessary moment for all the character dynamics. I think this is going to help the group be more cohesive towards the end because they definitely need that. They're still very much separated at this point. Even if they're traveling together, they're still emotionally separated. They're not working cohesively. And if you're going to be fighting an evil crone mm-hmm. and this evil force that's trying to tear the entire world apart you're gonna need to work together to be able to use all your forces for good and be able to stop Mm -hmm. this thing and i think each little moment between these characters is leading to that cohesiveness and i'm excited Mm -hmm. to see it moving forward Mm -hmm. and that takes us pretty nicely to the side quest because i'm going to have to explain that a little bit because we were a bit vague and it will end up being important in the future so it did have to happen but my thought was, why here? Like, there's no other places this could have gone when it wasn't as urgent. So apparently, Mad Mardigan and Borman, best team ever, got best to be, duo. went off to find the something called the Chimerian Cuirass, which is a magic breastplate that can have its magic activated by some cylindrical thing called the Lux Arcana. Also, this magical cylindrical Lux Arcana only activates the magic of the cuirass for somebody who is worthy. I mention this all because the cuirass will be important, which I have to say because before I watched these episodes, I was even more annoyed by this the side quest because <laughs> I'm like, I mean, it seems very badly timed. Alora is captured, and I think finding her should be priority numero uno before her soul gets banished to oblivion. And, you know, Borman wanted to split up, and... They were supposed to be, you know, trying to get to Alora, and then you just, you just take a, put a pin in it and, you know, go after this Lux thing. I felt like it kind of made sense, just in the sense of the entire episode as a whole, because we start off with Borman telling the story about all of this, and then we get to there. But what I agree with is, like, when we mm-hmm. got to that point, it was like, oh. In terms of what has been here. set up in the story, I agree. It's not like it came out of nowhere. My concern is just that, like, these characters are kind of, like, casual. Like, they don't, they're not thinking about we won't be able to get to Alora in time at yeah, there's all. No they're not concerned urgency. about getting, it's not urgent. And I'm like, Alora's, you know, captured, the savior of your world is captured, being taken to an evil castle where these zombies are going to suck out her soul and banish it to oblivion. And you're just, you know, okay, you know, we this is important and everything, but we're going to go, you know, take a break, go to this end thing, and find this magic breastplate, which, again, is important. I'm not saying that this should have been, you know, axed completely, but it just struck me as a break in the urgency, a break in the pacing, where we have this very tense, like, chase essentially we are chasing after Alora, but we're not actually chasing after her we're more just like you know meandering until we get there just was the trying vibe to figure out where she's at which is why i was saying that there's no cohesiveness at this mm-hmm. point 
They and don't care about her. <laughs> they, especially not Kit and Borman, like they have better things to do <laughs> than yeah. chase after this love struck girl. But um, I guess in a way, it's good that they did split up. I mean, so they, they can have that for mm-hmm. when they're about to fight the crone. Um, and I guess the placement of everything is also very significant or very like um, helpful. They were all very close together. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they found the cuirass in this location that happened to be very close to where Laura was taken. Mm-hmm. And so it all kind of fit together in that way. I mean, they were in that However, area. I think it could have maybe gone a little bit into the next episode. Like after they had rescued Alora. I completely agree. I think it would have been. They're still in that area. <laughs> yeah, I think it would have been a gr- like great to see them get Alora first and then all of them go to look for the cuirass but mm-hmm. if it was that if it was it went that way then we wouldn't see Borman's mm-hmm. hidden agenda or mm-hmm. some of his hidden agenda because he does find the cuirass he, he actually does not find the cuirass clarification it's the Lux Arcana oh the, it's yeah confusing. the Lux Arcana yeah. he finds it but then he's by himself in this well or whatever looking for it and he's talking to kit who's like being the guard looking out for the wear rats she's supposed to like pull him up but i don't know how because she's like she's fairly small so unless she's got some kind of like way to leverage that rope up it's like borman is a big dude yeah he's I, a big that part beefy man me. like and she's a she's a almost a child like probably not a child but you know yeah just above that range she is not a very she's a teenager you know girl like she's like i mean i guess maybe if you could like drape it over something and then like try and leverage it that way but they figured it out yeah they figured it off screen it's fine (laughs) but yeah it it worked perfectly for borman's hidden agenda where he finds the lux arcana and then pretends like it was not there there. (laughs) he tells kit that uh it's not actually here Mm-hmm. It's missing. I There's still think no that could have gone next, though. I think it could have done the basically the exact same scene if they just snuck out in the next one. He could have very well just walked away from the group. At some yeah, at, at some point, some which, point like, without again, it, saying anything and then coming back to the group. You know, there's all the pace, these different options. But it's like, dudes, the your savior of the realm is in danger and you don't Mortal care danger <laughs> she is taken by literal zombie people who we have seen cannot be killed so easily but we need, they have been stabbed we need the magic mcguffin though <laughs> seriously they've been stabbed they've been slashed at and nothing i mean nothing. hubert literally hit one with a an axe and he was like okay mm-hmm. try that again and then he kills her. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, rest in peace, Hubert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of, you know, the zombies, let's. it's time to get into the zombies, I think. My note for this was evil villains act evilly. Because, again, like we said earlier, they only have the one plan, banish Alora's soul to oblivion. That's their one plan. Also, it is clear that the zombies have read the villain handbook because the Balan zombie is what I call him. He's Jade's mentor who... No, it's now a zombie. He gives Jade the join me speech towards the end. <laughs> Even though he's a zombie now, so I'm not sure why he still cares for her at all. Like, I guess maybe he's, like, a little bit in there, but not 
quite because he still was being evil, but he mm-hmm. still liked it. it. It's a little weird. But yeah, he gives her the join me speech. And he also tells Alora that after her Woods lady friends die, you know, Hubert and Anne, he says that their deaths are because of her. Because again, all villains must blame the heroes for their own evilness. Always. Always. Like, no, man, they died because you stabbed them. That's exactly what That's happened. That's why they died. It was like, but no, we Your have to. Your hand on the sword <laughs> stabbed them. Literally. It's like. But no. No, Your we have to. Your hands are clean. We have to blame it on the very impressionable, innocent, heartbroken hero. Because that's that's what villains do. That's what it says in the book. Don't blame them. That's literally <laughs> written down somewhere. I'm sure of it. Thankfully, though, Alora has read the book, too. Because she correctly points out at one point that, you know, the low-level henchmen that, you know, have looked better. They've seen better days. They're probably Definitely. going to be killed by the actually threatening bad guys. Which, I mean, sure, the zombies do end up being defeated by Allura the heroes. Was great. But, you know, nothing will convince me that if we hadn't stopped them, then they would have been disposed of by the crone and the other bigger beds anyway, because that is what always happens. Always, always every happens. single time. I appreciated Willow. I'm not Willow. <laughs> not Allura. Willow at all. <laughs> <laughs> not Willow. Sorry, my mistake. I appreciated Alora and how she was kind of, she began to take ownership of who she really was. I think she's actually starting to understand that she is Laura Dannon. And um, I actually wrote down a quote from Hubert when she was talking to Laura. Hubert tells Laura, you are a symbol of hope. And I think that was very important because it goes beyond Laura just saving the world because these people genuinely look towards her as this symbol of hope mm-hmm. and it's something amazing and i think Alora realized oh, celestial that beacon. yeah i think Alora realizes that and especially after um witnessing the deaths of hubert and anne she reaches a point where she's like no i'm gonna fight and i will mm-hmm. die trying like i'm going to do what i can whether it's to save anne or whether mm-hmm. it's to save the world itself and um it gets, yeah, my, when she's standing up against the zombies and she starts yelling out the enchantment Willow <laughs> taught her and she's like... Wasn't that like the flower one? Yeah, <laughs> it was literally just the plant um, enchantment. and But that's all she knows at this yeah, point. Yeah, it is. The only co- critique I have of her is that... Okay, so Hubert and Anne didn't know the seriousness of the situation, but she probably did, or at least she should have. It's like, yeah, I would be like take two seconds and be like okay these women are not listening to me they are not understanding the facts that i'm laying down here i'm leaving <laughs> honestly especially considering she knows she was chased she could have kept continued moving so that she wouldn't be caught mm-hmm. but she stayed and that where probably would have made hubert and ann safer too because yeah. i mean why would they even bother stopping exactly. like unless they were you know gonna go up to and be like shire baggins <laughs> like ask for directions like hey did you see a a blonde girl who's may or may not be the savior of the world no okay <laughs> i which a lot of times we see bad guys they do not take no for an answer so i mean they might wishy-washy you know we don't know if it's Anne possible would have been saved but it, that was a it's possibility possible, yeah. and elora could have been very very far away by that time 
Mm-hmm. Instead, so she, she just sat there. Well, I don't want to say definitely, but she very much more likely would have been saved. Yeah. Yeah. And she would have been closer to getting to Eric, which I, at this point, they're at um, Bev Morda's castle, so I don't know. Maybe Eric's there. Maybe he's not. He's in the immemorial city, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And where that is. Wherever that is. Apparently um, across the Shattering Sea, which we also don't know where that is. But, good luck you know, to him. it's there. <laughs> good luck to him. These guys are going to Bev Morda's castle, and Eric is no longer the issue here. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> or no longer the focus. What is say. an issue, actually, is Willow. We brought him up before a little bit accidentally. Willow. You know, I am fine with giving him an insecurity arc. It happens. It happens Absolutely. to the best of us. But, you know, he's pretty good at magic. Like, I don't know where this my magic is finite stuff is coming from. But I've seen him do magic. He does magic in this one. So I'm not sure where this whole I'm not a great sorcerer is coming from. Like, I mean, I, we thought the disappearing pig trick was pretty cool, right? Yeah. But it's like this is at a bigger level than even that. Like, he's making sparks and shoving people and winning Turning battles. everything which, green. Yeah. Which I love. Like, I love literally. It. So I'm like. Okay, like, what is your definition of a great sorcerer then? Because I've seen you do a lot of magic. Granted, Jade is right. Not as much as, you know. I think it all comes down to (laughs) something having happened to his family. Because in the first episode, we see him with his daughter, but his son and wife aren't in the picture. Mm -hmm. So I have to assume that something had happened and it caused him to have an insecurity or I think that's definitely part of it. I think it's um, also reluctant to use magic. I think it's Sorsha too. Yeah, Sorsha is always. I think it's Sorsha too. She was always a cause of out, a problem. She flat out told him, "You're not a great sorcerer, Willow." And She's mean. You never will be. <laughs> She's mean. <laughs> like, ouch. Okay, that was rude. Yeah, so it's completely understandable to have him be insecure Mm -hmm. or be hesitant to use magic just in case like there might have been a case where he had used magic before and it caused something and so he now he has to think before Mm -hmm. he uses it and i i would get that but it's just not very clear yeah and i would like them to clear it up asap yes very 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 much so um let's talk about graydon though Graydon, Graydon, Graydon. He deserves better than these people. He deserves so much better. This will only become more apparent as the series go on. Do we want to talk about what got us so frustrated earlier? Yes. (laughs) Yes, we absolutely do want to talk about it. So in the beginning of the episode, I think it might be Kit or Jade. I forget who it is. It's not important. (laughs) Yeah, someone was asking about what's going on and like why all these things matter and like things about the crone and it's it's about the zombies specifically like what happened to the zombies and so Graydon's yeah, answering like the dark these, magic yeah Graydon's answering these questions like this is dark magic They're, dark magic like corrupts and you know it corrupts the soul the and all these things and he's being very concise and clear and answering these questions and he's being very nice about it also like he's not trying to be goady or like yeah no he's i know just, all the answers he's just to every question speaking you have. Facts. yeah he's just answering them as he should and then willow comes in and what does he say natalie excuse me 
Are you the High Aldwin? No. Didn't think so. I am. And my reaction to this was, what? Like, I is he wrong? So... I was so... I literally got up and I was like, is he wrong, though? Yes? No? Come on, Willow. Is he wrong? I was Tell in me the he's wrong. process of typing out Graydon's smarty pants. I was in the process of typing that out. Graydon is so smart. And then Willow goes and says that. And I'm like... Are no, you no. Kidding me. You are better than this, Willow. You are Seriously, better than this. Like, you're going to be insecure and from? refuse to use magic. And then you're going to have the audacity to come in and say this to yes. Graydon when you're the one who has not been answering questions clearly. No one has said that he's wrong. You didn't say that he's wrong. So I'm assuming he's right. So what is with this combative attitude towards this person who just happened to know the answer? Like, I'm sorry, was. Like, you don't get to speak if you don't know the answer. You know, we just have to, you know, Will has right of first refusal here. It's like, you know what? If I pass on the question, Graydon, then you can answer. What is this? Exactly. Willow, Does it really you're matter? not even using your magic right now. How are you about to be mad over this? Does it matter? <laughs> it really doesn't. He could have easily just been like, Graydon, you're absolutely correct. And... Um, just agree with him and let them know that, yeah, what Graydon said no. is correct. That would have been a very mm -hmm. easy way to go about it. Here. Instead, he goes, excuse me, mm -hmm. are you the high mm -hmm. old one? And then like, leaves it at that. Flip. And then just leaves it yeah, at that. Okay. Doesn't explain anything further or go into anything more. Here, Willow, here's what you say. That is correct, Graydon. What you said is entirely correct. It's like evil magic does corrupt. Bad magic does corrupt your soul and turn you into a zombie. You know, like whatever you, he was talking about. It's like, you know, use your, you know, same rhythm of speech that you've been using the whole time. And you just agree with Graydon. And it's as simple as that. Yeah, agree with Graydon <laughs> and maybe even possibly go further into it. Because as High Aldwin, maybe you know maybe more. Maybe you know more. And then you can build off of it. And that is called collaboration. That is called being helpful and contributing. Just That just really thought. got to me. Just I a was thought. like, Willow, you are better than this. Who are you right now? <laughs> literally. Literally. So I want to talk about Jade. And then we'll talk about briefly everybody else who are, you know, they're the worst ever at protecting the most important person on the planet. <laughs> I would expect more caution, effort, insert description there. I just wanted to get that out of the way. But I do really want to talk about Jade because Jade had a good episode. Again, not it was for her, a great episode. but for us, the Absolutely. viewers, the audience. It was great for us, not so great for her. So I didn't really care about Valentine like at all. I mean, he just... He was there for an episode and then turned into an evil, evil zombie. So it was like... In that very episode. Just so. like, yeah, I was like, that's unfortunate. That was my reaction for it. It's like, oh, that's unfortunate for you. But, you know, Jade clearly did, right? Jade had a deep connection with him. And that makes a big character struggle for Jade because she has to kill him. So while I didn't care about him, you know, Jade does. He's clearly a father figure slash mentor to her. So that would be rough. And I appreciate that that would also be very traumatic for her to do. And it shows a lot of strength of character for her to have even been able to do it because she, I mean, he said that it had to be her, but in reality, maybe she could have gotten Borman or Willow or, you know, somebody else to try and be like, look, he's gotta, he's gotta die. It's like, I can't do it for me. I can't do it for me. 
or just, you know, not killed him and made it so that he attacked them again or something. But nope, she she got herself ready, you know, as ready as you can be. And she did what she needed to do. And that was really hard for her. And it was clearly really hard for her. But she did it anyway. And Kit really needs to take notes and get some perspective. Absolutely. And I really, I hope Kit understands that and appreciates Jade more for who she is and like how much she actually does for Kit mm-hmm. and for as much as Kit wants to play the I'm strong warrior I'm good at fighting things it's like no that's strength right there being like, able she doesn't to even do need to what be a you good, need to like, do that is strength yeah. that was more strength than you know any fancy smancy fighting technique that I've seen so far because like that would be difficult have you ever thought about what it would be like in a situation like that? Of course not. Nobody th- does think about that stuff. Absolutely not. Being put in that kind of situation, watching somebody who I, you I'm going to assume raised you, someone who looked out for he, you. I think he said in the episode, right? Like, I raised you. It was like the best thing that I ever did or, you know, something like that. It's like raising yeah. you, training you was, you know, my crown accomplishments. Someone who has been there for you your entire life, who has supported you, who has pushed for your dreams, helped you get into the knighthood, although you're a woman. Witnessing him go through this change and be evil in any sense, Mm -hmm. become a zombie and look the way he looked, it must have been so difficult. And then she finally gets a piece of the man that she always knew back he gets back for a half a second just to ask her to kill him and it's terrible it's heartbreaking and jade is genuinely one of the jaded sh- jade <laughs> jade is definitely one of the strongest characters in this show and not just in fighting skills but in resilience and strength and um and knowing she needs like knowing when to do what she needs to do and being able to pull through and actually do it because you can say you're going to do all these things you can say you're very strong but at the end of the day you have to be able to follow through with your words and jade definitely does that 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 was really moving (laughs) that was very moving and i think that's a great place to end on actually because i mean that is just so good i don't i don't think i'm gonna top it really so i'm not gonna try so yeah you're welcome (laughs) yep hara is a genius you should listen to her more often definitely listen to all our podcasts i will be recording other ones natalie will be recording more we're not just talking about willow we do talk about other things like stuff (laughs) trust me Um, it's gonna be really other (laughs) things you know entertainment related so make sure to check out entertainment rebooted and listen to WZIP 88.1 FM. We're on the radio every Sunday, 1 p.m. And, of course, you know, it's 24-hour radio station, so there's going to be plenty of stuff other than that. But for us specifically, because, I mean, we're clearly your favorite. Absolutely. Check us out and be sure to stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you.